Drug and Wellness, and this is your Functional Rx podcast. A couple weeks ago, we started a couple podcasts and did some really fun, interesting things, and I got to realizing that I'm doing this out on the internet, and people don't really understand who or what I am, so we're going to do a podcast on who the heck is your functional pharmacist. Uh, which is going to be interesting because I get to talk to you guys all about me and what I've done over the last few years to become what I'm doing today, which is pretty cool. And I've got my uh, my friend and buddy here, Ryan, with me to kind of be my my color commentator, if you will. Uh, Hello. He's the uh, he's the guy that doesn't have all the science in his head, but he's more <laughs> he's way more matter of fact than I am. Uh, and and he's actually my uh, former personal trainer, which makes it even more fun for us to work together. It was just more of an intimidation factor. That's all it was. We're both we're both uh, into health and wellness, and he we feed off each other pretty well. So it's pretty cool. So Josh Rimini, who am I? What am I doing here? Why am I talking to the internet about health and wellness, and why I'm so passionate about it? Well. I'm a pharmacist by trade, but I tell people that I'm the pharmacist that dislikes drugs. And I usually talk about that in front of pharmacists and it really gets their attention because, you know, I speak functional, I speak this this wellness model in pharmacy and it's not really well known in pharmacy land. Uh, so I'm here to kind of tell you guys the same thing is like there's there is this whole new side of of wellness that's so it's the antithesis of taking medications. We had this conversation today where people are flocking to wellness. They're looking for ideas on how not to take medications. You know, I call it the pill for the ill strategy. General medicine in, in, in Western medicine is diagnostic. You have a disease that we put a code on it, um, and that code tells us what, you know, through diagnostic procedures, doctors diagnose and they give you medications to treat your illness. But what happens in for chronic disease? That's great for acute disease. That's why drugs actually exist. I have this little thing on our webpage uh, that cause, talks about the prescription evolution. And the first part of the evolution of medications was let's fix a chronic or let's fix a, an acute problem. Penicillin was created to cure a disease. So pharma got a hold of that idea and decided to create medications that treat chronic conditions like blood pressure, diabetes, cholesterol. But really, what do those drugs do? They mask the know. symptom of the disease. <laughs> I'm not a pharmacist. I don't know. <laughs> they mask the symptom of the disease. They don't cure it. Right. Right? If you're on a blood pressure medication, does it cure it and you take it and you, you go off of it? No, you stay on it forever, correct? Yes. So... Pharmacist now. Why... Why these things happen are really what I've started to look at. And so over the years, I got interested in nutrition. I got interested in, in the science of nutrition. Uh, we're going to talk about that in another podcast about professional-grade supplements and why they're different. But I got really in, interested in pharmacology as a pharmacist by trade, right? This is the speak I know. So I got interested in the science of wellness. And I really started bringing me around to clinical nutrition following certain people that do this and then it got me into this thing called functional medicine so functional medicine is a root caused uh, systems biology biologic approach to health so why do you have blood pressure issues why do you have an autoimmune disease or irritable bowel a lot of it stems around the gut a lot of it stems around 
really looking at the upstream approach to your health. Whereas drugs, like let's just take antihistamine, for example. It's allergy season here in Charlotte. It's pretty bad. Mm-hmm. Everyone comes into the store. We Cars talked about it. Yellow. We talked about it last week about what do you do naturally for, for allergies. But people, they want they want the fix. They want the cure, right? They want the thing that's going to give me the pill. I just want to keep moving. Time is our currency, right? We want things that are convenient. But what do antihistamines do, like Allegra or Claritin, those types of things? They block the end result of the of the histamine release, which is the cascade of the allergy. So we're blocking it at the end, but we're not trying to figure out why we released the histamine in the beginning. It's like it sucks for the the two weeks that you have allergies, but you could get away from that if you just blocked it at the beginning, right? So if you looked at the why, or the why to the why to the why, you start exploring these reasons, and generally the gut's messed up, you gotta fix it, you gotta kind of work on the, the why the immune system is so active. People, you're not supposed to have allergies. You're not supposed to be mm. reactive to foods that you eat. Most cases, these type one allergies that people get anaphylaxis, that's a different thing. We're talking about sensitivities, we're talking about all those things. So if you look at it from that lens of medicine, why do these things happen? You have to look in different ways. You have to look at dis- how your body's function is, how you're you're out of balance, and what do we do if we're out of balance? And so that gets me into that whole space that says, wow, you know, the 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 eye-opening thing was I've been taught the wrong information. Mm-hmm. I've been taught how to mask symptoms of disease, not how to actually heal and cure people. And with a functional approach, I call it functional wellness because I'm not a doctor, but it's functional medicine. So was there a time that ha- was there something that happened that really made you say, you know what, I've been treating so many symptoms and I'm just masking these problems. I want to find something different. Like, is there a specific thing that was like, oh, I I need to change? To me, it was a progression of time. Like I've been in pharmacy. I've been in retail pharmacy since I was 16 years old. I'm 44 now. So do the math a long time. I'm old. You're a young, (laughs) you're a young guy. Um, so over time, I would just, I see patterns over and over. I'd get, I'd treat people, I'd give them medication. They wouldn't get any better. I'd give them more medication. They wouldn't get any better. So I saw the health continuum getting worse. And it was the same pattern over and over and over and over again with many, many, many people. And you now- don't see people coming into your pharmacy. You give them a medication for their blood pressure. And then you, a few years down the road, their blood pressure gets a little worse. You give them another one. And then they get pre-diabetes. And then you give them another medication. Then all of a sudden you give them cholesterol. And all of a sudden they've got six to ten medications. They're not feeling well. And theoretically in my brain, I'm, you know, as a business guy, I'm like, wow, that sounds awesome. Josh gets this one guy and they're coming back over and over and over again. And you get to make a ton of money off them because they're always having to use this. But it's not the truth because you don't really get paid that well from big pharma trying to regulate everything. And so it it doesn't help you or the end client, correct? And the duality approach was I was frustrated with the level of care I was giving. That's actually why I opened my own pharmacy is I worked for CVS and it was profit over purpose all the time it was a big company how do you make more money how do you fill more prescriptions do more with less mentality of big business Mm -hmm. right how do we please the stockholders not our people Mm -hmm. um 
And it's it's funny that CVS sells cigarettes, and their mantra is to help people live happier, healthier <laughs> lives. That's just kind of a funny thing for me. So the healthcare model didn't work for me. So I was starting to look at different ways. At the same time, like you said, the business model didn't work for me either because, truthfully, pharmacies are the middlemen between insurance companies and pharma. Right. So pharma, everyone knows drugs are super expensive. We spend... 80% of the drug spend is in this country, and a lot of it has to do with not regulating drug prices, you know, the advertisements, all that type of stuff. But pharmacies are truthfully the middleman. So I, I feel for people that have to spend a lot of money on medication, especially if they have a high deductible plan. But we get the spread in between, and it's next to nothing. So the business model doesn't work for me, but more importantly, the healthcare model didn't work for me either. People, yeah, it would make sense to just pile on more drugs and make more money, right? Even if they're small margins. Right, and so but you don't make that I'm money, a, and so it's like, well, why don't I just help people, you know, right? So my goal is to, first and foremost, I'm a healthcare practitioner, so I like to help people. That's right. what I love to do. I'm a cancer survivor. I'm always going to want to help people. And if I can't help them to the capacity that I wanted to, which was not... I was not happy with the level of care I was giving. I was the best pharmacy in town. You come here, you're going to get great service. You're going to get convenient service. We'll deliver it to your door if you need it. We do all the little check boxes that every pharmacy does in America. And I really feel we do it to the capacity of, of excellence here. You know, our reviews are great. Everyone likes us. We call people by their name. Oh, oh my gosh. That's yeah, so, when uh, I walked in here to go to lunch with Josh, I had to wait 30 minutes because six people wanted to talk to him because they got to see him they smiled you know he goes over helps him walk through pick out everything and so it was it's not fun to wait for lunch but it's also great seeing you know <laughs> them getting the service that is expected you don't see that in a cvs or a walgreens and people walking around and and recommending certain things because he knows their name and their background and stuff like that so it's it's different it's a different feel and we we talked about that at lunch today about how we can attract more pharmacy customers and i said ryan we're not a pharmacy only anymore we want to sell wellness we don't mm -hmm. want to sell sickness we have to attract people looking for wellness looking for uh non-pharmacy related things that they could use to help with their conditions now we don't lay claims in nutritional land you know we talked about this earlier you're not allowed to lay claims that i can cure your blood pressure with coq10 and some other things however the studies show that we can reduce your blood pressure you know with mind body techniques with things like that so um, we can we can clinically use nutritional products with lifestyle medicine to create a pathway for our patients that are other than medication. You know, I would assume, and I assume a lot, but I would assume <laughs> that most patients don't like taking medication. Do you like taking medication? I don't. Luckily, I don't take many, but my wife is sick. She has bronchitis, and last night she's sitting there getting ready to take her medicine, staring at the pill, wondering if she's going to be able to swallow it. So right now I can't <laughs> say that I, I take a lot of pills or, or know what that feels like, but my wife, I watched her last night basically take 15 minutes to decide if this pill was going to um, be able to be consumed. Right. So in general though, right, people don't want to take medication for chronic conditions. Right. Acute conditions, if they cure the problem, you're willing to take it. But for chronic disease, it's like, oh, if I ask someone, hey, 
I'm filling six prescriptions for you. Do you want to see what you can do to maybe minimize the the burden of that? Yeah. I would assume everyone would say yes. Hey, you're taking six. Would you like to take two instead? Of course. So Great. our job here at Dilworth and what I do in functional medicine and being a pharmacist that's certified as a practitioner in functional medicine, which is actually pretty cool because I'm like the ninth in the world to do that. Um, I can talk to patients differently about it, which is why I'm doing this podcast, which is why I'm trying to get more and more people to understand we have a uniqueness that we're doing in the country, in the industry right now is we're the pharmacy that wants to figure out ways and pathways that co-create with you because it's a patient-centered approach that you come in here and I'm going to coach you through these things that we can do. It's called lifestyle medicine, but people don't They need to be realized. You are my personal trainer. The only reason I would go work out is because I knew somebody was going to be accountable for me showing up. 100% accountability. And telling me what to do and and telling me the right way to do it with the right techniques. And and so I get the best bang for my buck. So there's health coaches. There's wellness coaches. How much are you working out right now? Zero (laughs) now that you sold your business and are doing this thing called marketing with me (laughs) and other businesses. You're really good at it. But my focus now is to go back back and get that accountability i know i'm supposed to exercise i know i'm supposed to eat right i have a really good eating habits i'm i really walk the walk there and i know that my weakness is my whirlwind of life will hit me and i won't go exercise which is why my wife allowed me to buy a peloton so i could actually ride my bike on demand which i'm still jealous and and it's fun so I'm 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 moving in my direction, but most people know that they need to eat right, exercise, manage their stress, have some spirituality, um, good nutrition, and good sleep. Like there's simple personal lifestyle modifiers that, when they're all in good harmony and balance, people do actually live really well. The problem is we have all these things out there that distract us from doing it well, or maybe we don't have the understanding. Like you said, it's the accountability. I love to teach. I love to tell my patients why, why they're stressed and what's happening to their health. I I have a stress reduction program that we work with patients because of that. Stress is the root cause of 80% of chronic illness. But we, again, we we do the downstream effect. Let's, Let's block the symptom of that stress, whether it's sleep aid, anxiety, depression, cardiovascular, blood pressure, blood glucose, all of it's affected by stress. But if we got to manage it in the front, maybe some of that stuff won't happen down the road, you know? Right. right. So here I am. <laughs> it's it's me. The- now, awesome. Like, hey, great. You're a pharmacist. You're really smart. You said 75% of the words that I don't know what you mean. What else do you do? I know what you do. But once again, we're in the internet. They don't all know you. What's fun about my job now is I'm a pharmacist who actually doesn't work as a pharmacist anymore from the classic perspective. I have staff here now that's really good and probably better than me now at dispensing drugs and checking for interactions and counseling patients. We we are, Dilworth is, Dilworth Drug and Wellness is a traditional pharmacy, but we're so much more now. You know, we right. do the compounding, we can make drugs from scratch, we do genetic testing on people to test whether their drugs uh, work for them. That's pharmacogenetics. We do nutritional genetics testing to see if the nutritional things they need based on their specific genes. So I kind of tell people we're precision medicine, that goes beyond the pill. Right. Every, everything we try to do here is 
beyond the pill, not using the pill as the transaction. So most of you out there that go to a pharmacy for medication, what do you do? You go there, you get a get prescription, prescription and, and then you leave. Well, we're charged here to make sure that that's the beginning of your transaction or here and your therapeutic relationship here. Right. It's not so, the end, it's the beginning. I literally just thought of this. So like if you're thinking about your pharmacy, most it's like an iceberg. You know, at the top is you getting your prescription and you don't understand that's like a CVS, you go and get your prescription and that's the top of the iceberg, what you see. But most of the iceberg is underneath the surface of the water, which would be all of the other stuff that you do and help people. That's my number one personal frustration right now which is why i love doing this podcast and i'm so excited to get this out because literally charlotte everywhere and nobody knows what we can do for them i have this profound amount of resources education and things that we can do that will profoundly change people's life and health but they go to the they go to these other sources like I don't know, Dr. Google or, you know, GNC or vitamin shop to get their wellness. Mm -hmm. You know, somebody told me there's a, you know, multi-level marketing on this on Facebook. And it's like, oh, wow, we have health education. We're, we're the second highest trained healthcare professionals. That's pharmacists. We have doctorate degrees. Um, So do you need me to start calling you Dr. No, I don't like it. Um, (laughs) My nickname in college was Bobcat, so some of my friends call me Dr. Bobcat, but well, that'll be a different different story. All right, I can't so tell we are now one. doing the Dr. Bobcat <laughs> podcast. So I like to be called the functional pharmacist because I deal with functional health now, and I look beyond the pill as a source to get people to be chronically well. I have a firm belief that patients, people, have the right to be vibrantly healthy. I love that word so much because when you use it, it makes a whole different amount of sense. I feel like you just made me smile when you said it. So since you can't see because you're on a podcast, I smiled when he said vibrant. That's good. It's a good thing. <laughs> we, we we strive to stay, stay alive longer. Like that's the goal. I want to live till I'm 100 or whatever it is, right? You're, you're trying to go higher. I mean, come well, on, live a little, guys. are going to happen, but... <laughs> Our tagline here is live better, stay well. Right. And the reason for that is I would rather live vibrantly healthy and then fall off the face of the earth in six months where most people just want to live as long as they possibly can and live a, low, a really meaningless. You want a vibrant 100. Vibrant. Why can't we live vibrantly well? We can. We all have the ability to do it. We just don't always know the, the pathways or have the accountability. And you need both in this day and age, right. which is why you need all the things we can provide, which is why I love what I do and I do what I love.